Blog Talk Radio. program at Morehouse. 
We've also started another program, which is the MAC program, which is the Mobile Application Competition Program, and we can talk about that more later. But um, as for our premier program, the HSCC program, we started out with 14 kids this season, and um, they were all extremely smart. We had a great um, group of kids come in this year. They were eager to learn more about web application development. We had our strong, fierce instructors who have been loyal to Atlanta BDPA for years come back um, to support the program and help build up another generation of um, strong coders and programmers. So we're really thankful to have them come back and sacrifice their Saturdays for eight months out of the year once again. Not sure why they keep coming back. Well, I'm, I know I am sure it's for the kids, but like I said before, we're really happy to have them. Um, as of right now, we are a month out about almost a month out from competition, so we've picked our team, and we are going through a boot camp to prepare them for um, competition. So for people who may not be aware of how the competition is formatted or what that looks like, the kids get to go to Indianapolis this year, and they will um, take part in um, a computer programming competition, which will consist of computer science-related questions. They're also introducing cybersecurity questions um, to the kids this year. They'll also have the opportunity to build a web application based on a problem that the judges come up with for all of the students from all of the chapters. And then they will also um, be judged on the presentation of their product, so their ability to sell the judges on why you know, their product is the web application that should win. So that's where we're at now. Um, it's really exciting. It's a lot of information. We have one veteran returning. Well, we have three, three veterans returning and two new students um, on the competition team. They're all really excited. They're really smart, but we have a lot of work to do. We're only, like I said, a little bit over a month out, but we're pounding on these questions and all of this material that they have to read. We're working on our presentation skills, our soft skills, our project management skills, our team skills. So it's a lot of work to be done in a short period of time, but I'm very confident in, in the group of kids that we have selected to go back to nationals and reclaim our first place title. That is awesome. And um, I know it's a lot to take in for our listeners. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to help break it down um, because now having been a part of it and, and, and seeing the full life cycle from the recruiting to the students um, and, like you said, sacrificing their Saturdays, um, coming there, learning, and then going to the competition. And as you, imagine, as you mentioned this year, they get the opportunity to travel to Indianapolis. But something you said that is so important is that this isn't just uh, teaching them to be heads-down coders. I mean, the creativity, the ingenuity, and also the presentation skills, the project management, you know, I've said this before, we still have some adults well into their career who didn't get um, some of those refining tools to make them the well-rounded professional. So I've seen some of these young people in their presentations, and, um, and you know, I've seen their confidence and their poise. And these people, we're grooming them not only for them to make it in the corporate world, um, any, in any position they want to be, the executive, the C-suite, the corner office, whatever you want to call it. But entrepreneurs. Yeah, and, and these are going to be entrepreneurs, too, and, and some of them are already entrepreneurs, I think, you know, as, as far as starting their little web businesses and that type of thing. And, and that's really exciting um, to, to see the young people. And, and maybe you can talk about even some of the transformations that you've You've seen because I know for you, I can see in you how rewarding it is because you see firsthand, you know, these uh, these little caterpillars turning into butterflies. So, can can you talk about that? Um, yes, for me, um, well, you know, it's really important for me to give back and work with the youth, just because I come from a city that is currently challenged with what we're going to do with our youth. And what I've seen in this opportunity with BDPA is an awesome platform to not only tell kids how important it is to be productive citizens and, 
you know, do something with their lives, but we're also giving them the tools and the skill set to be able to accomplish that. And it's very, even with me being, you know, a lot of people say I'm young to kind of be so interested in things like this, but it's very inspiring to me um, as the director of sites to see the kids come in wherever they're at, whether they're really smart and they think they have it all together and they know it all, or that kid who lacks in confidence or, you know, that kid who just needs a little bit of, you know, a push to kind of get them out there and take a risk and try something new to be able to see, like, their potential and what they're really capable of. It's really interesting for myself and for the instructors to be able to see them come in at the beginning of the program and with some coaching from, you know, the leadership and also from just being around their other peers, the growth that takes place over the course of the, the year. It's so fun to interact with the kids and all of their unique personalities. Um, I know one challenge that I came into with a couple of kids this year is I could tell that in their own peer group or at school that they're kind of like the smartest kids in the group and everybody doesn't necessarily understand that. So what I see when they come to class on Saturday is they get to be around other people who are just as smart or, you know, smarter, you know, than them that are challenging them to be better, to go further, and to just be able to relax and be themselves and not have to kind of fade into the background just to fit in or, you know, not to draw attention to themselves. So I feel a sense of comfort and relaxation from the kids when, you know, they come into the classes on Saturdays with one another. They've built one thing that has brought the most joy to me is outside of, you know, being teammates and working together on the coding and any other assignment that we provide to them, they have also become friends. So last year, you know, in the program, we were really trying to foster relationships between the students outside of class. We wanted them to text each other and talk and you know, start to develop their networks early so that they can understand the importance of, you know, building a network. And um, this year, I feel like we accomplished that. We had some people who returned from this year, from last year, and we had a lot of new students join, but they're always kiking each other, and that's some new social media thing that I don't even know about yet. They've been telling me to get on it. I think I'm going to pause on that for a second. Um, you know, they're on face, their Facebook friends, their Instagram friends, so I really enjoy seeing them foster those relationships with one another because I do believe these are friendships and relationships that even if they lose touch, you know, for a little bit, I feel like they can be beneficial to one another in the future. That, that is such an important point and, and why this conversation um, is good to have because that's what uh, on the outside people just see um, a program, students going on Saturday learning code, but it's so much more. And, and what you just talked about, the, the network, the friendship, and even just having a place where you belong, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, okay. and we, we have a saying even to our adult listeners about being the smartest. I'll let David uh, share something that we've, we've yes. talked about. Yes, last year at the National Jack, uh, uh, Josie, I don't know if you remember, one of the, one, uh, one of the presenters were running one of the workshops was a Janice Coleman, and she said something that really stuck with me. It really resonated. It was really profound. And, and you touched on that just now where, where she said, if you are the smartest one in your group, you need to expand your group. And, and, right. and that's what these kids are doing right now. They're expanding their group. And, and as you mentioned, they're coming in and, and engaging other like-minded individuals, basically exactly what we do at BDPA and some of these other nonprofits that we partner with. We want to be around people that think like us, that, 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 that push us, that, that help us think outside the box. And I think that's something special and necessary at so many different age groups, especially with the kids that you're working with. Absolutely. And, well, you in know, addition, I think, you know, go right ahead. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, um, something else that I think that has been cool to observe from the kids is, you know, each one of them, even though they have a passion for coding or in a desire to learn how to code, not all of them came in with personalities that they thought were ideal, you know, to each other's in terms of um, meshing well with one another. But it's, it's so cool to see the growth because over the course of the year, I have noticed that kids who wouldn't naturally hang out with other kids have 
gone beyond the surface and, you know, learned more about the individual. And people that weren't hanging together in the beginning, you know, are now friends. And it's really like that for the entire classroom. Like, we don't really have a lot of cliques. Like, you can sit, you know, a couple of students with a different group of students each Saturday, and everybody is able to appreciate each other's uniqueness. And I think that's really important in team building and, you know, just in everyday work and or in everyday life because you don't necessarily always understand or get the person next to you. But, you know, if you get the opportunity to learn them and build that rapport with them, then there may be something there, you know, unique. So that's also been a beautiful thing to witness. Absolutely. And, and you know, uh, along those lines, because I, I understand with kids and peer pressure, and I've seen kids where um, they are very smart and are very talented, and sometimes they get around school and their peers and they actually dumb it down in order to fit in so that they, they don't stick out. And I like like what you said is that they can come to this group and um, they're among other smart kids and it's, you know, um, you want to rise and shine and, and show the best of what you have. And I even go back David, you'll recall, I think it might even have been two years ago, we went to the picnic for the kids, and they did their talent portion. And I think um, two of the young men, they were playing with a bass. They were playing the instruments and violins. And what, one guy did rap, and his rap was about being in the group, which it was really good. So uh, they were showing their other little talents, but um, there was no judgment, whatever they wanted to do. So here we were sitting in the park listening to them um, playing it, whether it was their instruments or doing their rap and stuff like that. Said, hey, you have a long memory because I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember it well. I just thought they, you could tell they felt totally comfortable being themselves. And um, um, so I always enjoy any opportunity we can be around the kids and help promote the kids. Love doing our live broadcast when you guys did the kickoff and the kids got to talk on the microphone. And I'm going to go ahead and do a plug. We will be at the national conference in Indianapolis, and we will be doing both live broadcasts and video simulcasts. So the kids can stop by the booth, tell us how it's going in the competition, um, and they can come and, and come give their victory speeches too because uh, uh, we're looking forward to Atlanta bringing back that, that first place once again. So right. we're really excited about that. But um, And, you know, there's something else that you said, and, and, and help people and parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents who listen to the show understand what does it take to become a part of HSCC? What's the age group? What's the qualifications? When should they start um, preparing, if not for this year, but for next year? Okay, so HSCC um, is, our program runs from January to August of every year. So we'll be starting up in January of 2015. Um, as of now, we'll be at Morehouse, but, you know, that could change. So we'll keep you guys updated with that if any changes take place. Um, we target kids who are rising ninth graders through seniors. So you have to be, you know, going to the ninth grade by the time competition takes place um, through a senior. Um, we don't really have any requirements for kids coming into HSCC other than them having a desire to learn. We want them to, you know, come have fun, be creative, be innovative, feel comfortable, um, and we start everybody from the same, you know, from the same um, place. So if you don't have any, if your child doesn't have any previous computer experience or technological experience, then should not let that um, keep you from letting them to at least come and learn more about the program and what it offers. But again, it's for 8th through 12th grade. Um, we go every Saturday. This year we've been going from 12 to 4, or 12, yeah, 12, about 12.30 to 4 o'clock every Saturday. So if you have any students, you know, that are interested, and we are definitely looking to expand our program. We have a solid group of volunteers, and that is expanding as well. We, but we also need, we always need more of those who are really genuinely interested in helping these kids prepare for the opportunities that are currently out there and that will be available in surplus in the future. So it's all about just having a willingness to learn. We really want to get the kids to be more producer-minded when it comes to technology and not consumer-minded. So if you have 
you know, high school students who love playing video games or love playing games on the Internet, you know, bring them to the HSCC program. Let us teach them how to build those applications so that they can, like I said, produce those programs instead of just being consumers of them. Absolutely. And, 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 and parents should love to hear that you could be raising, you know, the next Bill Gates or, um, you know, the, the next, you know, we can look within our lifespan at all of the young entrepreneurs who are now billionaires and millionaires. As a matter of fact, you'll see in my posting both on the Facebook page, that has been my theme leading up to the show. Look at the young people um, and parents, are we doing the right things to uh, line our students up? We've seen, you know, in, in communities where parents invest so much in, in a, a young person who might have athletic promise, you know, starting them very young, getting them to the right camps in the summer, um, training the right coaches, and getting them lined up for success. We've got to do the same thing with our intellectual superstars and, and our tech-savvy superstars. Um, and programs like BDPA are out there and offer uh, year-long programs and special summer programs and the, the type of network and community so our young minds will know that they have a place where they're accepted and also can flourish. And that's why I loved And that was part of the title for today's show was Generation Next. As I was doing research and um, getting some uh, blog postings for before the show, the, the term Generation Next uh, popped up. And I love that because, you know, we want students to keep pushing the envelope. What's next? What's next? Technology has opened up such a creative, and I even say tidal wave, of, of different information and options and things that you can do with that, with that information. Um, and, you know, new things are coming up all the time. And that's why I encourage people, follow not only our show, but also follow the Facebook, the Twitter, the Pinterest, and all that information. All you have to do is go to technologyexpresso.com, and you'll see a listing of all of our Facebook and Twitter. Um, and all our social media. All our social media, exactly. Because one thing I do, I just have a passion about figuring out what's next. And, um, you know, I, one of the ones I, I had to tell you all about, this is just how, these are little seeds that I like to plant because push the envelope. There is now there, I, I don't know if it's I'll hit the market, but it's a smart toothbrush. That app, can you imagine an app comes with your toothbrush and you can connect it, it'll download information and tell you via your t uh, smartphone if your teeth are clean, if you missed a spot, or you have a potential cavity. So who thought of that? You know, that that's what we want to – these are the seeds, you know. These you, are the people you, who, you have way too much time <laughs> on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I told people, you know, and and if you guys remember at Morehouse, one of the things I told the students um, that you know, what are you doing this? <laughs> I don't sleep. I don't sleep. <laughs> um, I said, you know, you can call me a nerd, you can call me a geek, but you're not gonna call me broke because you know I Okay. So that's all I'm saying. But I, I love I love it, and I love – it's really exciting. You know, everybody in IT aren't just, you know, it's not just the bits and bytes. It's really a field for creativity, actually. Yeah. Um, so if you're an artist or, or, you know, like to think, if you like sci-fi and what's next, you'll see one of my postings, too. It compared all of the new technology that sidetracked um, – predicted years ago. It shows you the year it showed up on sidetrack for all those trekkies, mm -hmm. and now today it's a reality. So as for all those who joke about people who are uh, um, used to watch, um, um, I just said it. Um, what, Star Trek? Star Trek, yeah. Who used to watch Star Trek. We were actually studying, little do you know. We were just getting prepared for our yeah. careers. Yeah. So anyway, that was my little nerd blurb. Yeah, and, and it's very interesting. Because, uh, and, and one thing about uh, the, the computer competition program that, Jack, uh, that uh, Justine is leading is that 
a lot of these kids come from so many different walks of life, and they have no idea coming in how they're going to contribute, what role they're going to play. And it's not necessarily just for techies and geeks. You learn so many social skills, how to interact with some of these geniuses. We have some geniuses in the, in the program, as Jacqueline, has, as uh, Josephine has pointed out, and some that are maybe uh, creative and have skill sets in other areas, such as social media. And they bond together, and they bring these unique talents together. So it's, it's not always about the bits and the bytes. It's about the ability to communicate and collaborate effectively, and I think these kids are going to cherish these moments uh, for the rest of their lives. Absolutely, and I think it's also indicative of the, the new work environment. I love that you, you bring different walks of life. When we did the kickoff ceremony at the Nationals last year, I called it the United Nations of VDPA. The, and this is what the new workplace looks like. So these students get to learn early how to bond with different people. And I admire the students who come in and you may not consider yourself a geek or techie, or, and, and not everybody who joins the program has to have the vision that someday they'll be a coder. There's so much right. more you could do. Absolutely. But if you can come in and bond and work with and relate to those people who do the coding and the, um, the developing and the web design and stuff like that, you, again, are planting those seeds for your career wherever you might go. Yes. So, Yes, my hat's off, and a lot of appreciation goes out to Josephine as she's been able to harness the energy of these unique and diverse talents, and I think she's just doing a phenomenal job. So uh, let's give a round of applause right here for, for Josephine. Yes. <laughs> um, Thank you, but I definitely can't take all that credit by myself. Like I said, my instructors are solid. I would ride into battle with them any day because they are they are the ones that are truly, you know, pouring into the kids, you know, in terms of teaching them, you know, all of the instruction. And, you know, they have families, they have lives outside of this, and they come faithfully every Saturday. And whenever, you know, I, I'm calling or emailing or requesting that we do something for the kids or coming up with different ideas, they're always on board. They're all. They're fully committed. They're 100% into this, and they have been. And so, really want to make sure that I, you know, shout out and just show my appreciation to Dewaysha, Cynthia, Joy, Wayne, and um, Darian for all of their hard work um, that they put into making this possible. Awesome. And, and share with us what what type of things are are they they teaching specifically. Um, as far as the, the various teachers. We talked about some of the soft so, skills. So tell us about some of the coding. So this year we had um, DeWaysha Lender kick off the HTML portion of our curriculum. So she taught them how to, you know, develop web pages using HS, um, HSCC, <laughs> HTML, sorry. And then um, we had Joy Guerin come in and teach them how to code using CSS. And then after that, we had Darian, who is a newcomer, um, come in and teach them SQL. And Wayne taught them PHP. And Cynthia has been coming in and teaching them um, about the computer science um, information and the cybersecurity information. Ah. So these, these are some lightweight topics, you know. Um, and, and this is one of the things that, that we even say. It's we, you, on top of your instructors, you often have volunteers and often are looking for volunteers to also help with the, uh, the students um, and the, the coordination. And even some of the adults who volunteer to, to help out with some of the, the coordination, um, if you sit there long enough and as you're working with the kids, um, you'll pick up a, a thing or two as well. So. These are some um, some pretty intense and the the hot topics and subjects that students are learning. Um, and I dare say this is planting the seed too that above and beyond just school that in IT you have to have that continuous education, um, continue to to feed yourself, continue to stay on top of what's next. So I go back to that that generation um, next. So. Again, very cool. Yeah, another question I'd like to ask you about, Josephine, so 
We've talked about how to get in the program, what the program is like. Now, the whole buildup is for the the big national conference. Um, talk us through the, that weekend, what, what you're looking forward to in Indianapolis and, and what occurred last year in Washington, D.C., because it's a, a flurry of activity, and I dare say last year, Dave and I, we were on the adult track. So we, we just saw you guys in passing. Uh, but I, I tell you, you always look like it, it was intense at every uh, yeah. moment. And, and, and one of the things I, I'd like to plant also with our audience that I, I think is key, and let me acknowledge those people who are in our chat room as well as on the phone, thank you for joining. And if you're on the phone and you have a question for Josephine or about Atlanta BDPA or even just Generation Next, you can just press 1. You just dial 714-888-7506, press 1, and we'll see your name in the, the caller queue. So feel free uh, if you're on the line, if you'd like to, to, to chat with us. We, we're totally open and interactive. Or if you're a little bit shy, you can go to Blog Talk Radio um, through technologyexpresso.com, scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see an area where you can chat with us and David is manning the, the chat room, as well as we're out here che- uh, tweeting with people. So I just wanted to, to acknowledge those people on the, the, the phone and in the chat room. But in the meantime, Josephine, talk to us about the actual uh, competition. Well, last year, and it was, it was really exciting for me as well because it was my first time attending um, the BDPA National Conference in D.C., which is one of my favorite places in the United States. So... Um, it was really nice to have the conference there around all of that energy um, in the district. But what we did um, last year was we got to the competition, and I really enjoyed having my team last year. I think we were a little bit nervous because we had one veteran and two rookies um, in the competition last year. But one thing I appreciated most about them, with them being so young, is their focus. So, uh, you know, with young kids, you always wonder if, they're going to care more about the socializing aspect of something and if they're going to take, you know, the competition, you know, as serious as you would like them to, especially when you're as competitive as myself. And that's just something I never had to worry about with our group of kids last year. We went, we were on a mission to, you know, get first place and reclaim our, or to claim, yeah, reclaim the title again. And um, that, that is what they did. So we came, we got to the conference, we went to the opening ceremony, you know, they were very cordial and spoke to the other kids, but it was always when can we get back to our room so we can study and prepare for, you know, competition. So we would go to the opening ceremonies, we would eat, and then it was um, time for the competition on Thursday, I think it was. And that the first day of the competition is when they go in and, they prepare, you know, for the coding portion, which takes place on Friday. They also take the oral and the written portion of the competition on Thursday. But a lot of the times I would ask them, well, you know, do you guys want to go and socialize with the other kids from the other chapters? And they were like, no, thank you. I would like to go back to the room so we could study our questions some more, work on some coding, and, you know, try to um, best prepare ourselves for as many problems that we could potentially run into during the coding portion of the competition. So Thursday, we prepared for coding. We um, did the oral and written portion of the computer science question. This year, that will have cybersecurity content as well. And then Friday is a full day of coding. So they code from about 8 o'clock in the morning to about 5 o'clock in the the evening or afternoon. And then after that, they have to um, go off into another waiting room until it's time for them to give their presentation. After they give their presentations, then, you know, we take them out to eat, um, ask them how the competition was, we talk about how intense it was, any issues that they may have run into with some of the systems that they were using to build their application, talked about the aura in the room with the other um, chapters, and um, overall, you know, just getting their feedback, just kind of trying to get them to relax because, you know, they have a lot of anxiety because, of course, they're competitive and they wanted to win as well. But then Saturday, um, last year, we took the kids out on, gosh, now it's escaping my mind. We did a bike tour of D.C., and yeah, she was the only one that was old enough to do the, what is the name of that? 
it just slipped my mind. Not a bike, but it's the contraption on the two wheels that you can ride around the city for two wheels. Oh, the Segway. The Segway. Yeah, Segways. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so he was the only one who was old enough to do that. But I really want to make sure that in addition to the kids working and coding and all that stuff, I really want them to experience whatever city we're able to, um, you know, go to so that they can have something more, a memory other than, you know, just being a part of the competition when they go back home, you know, to tell their parents or just to share with their friends about the program. It's just another way to add more value to what we're doing at BDPA. So I wanted them to do something cultural and something fun that would give them great memories in the future. So it's a really intense um, few days, um, but we also try to make sure they have fun too because we recognize that they are teenagers and they, we want to show them that it's possible to learn, work hard, and have fun. You got that right. Very awesome, awesome. So it's it's a full uh, weekend but um, great opportunity and I think it, it helps them bond anymore. I think we were sitting at the, the table or across the table from them. So it, it got really tense at the, the banquet as everyone's waiting for their names to be called and so on and so forth. But it's just a, a beautiful um, opportunity to see them. Um, as young adults, you can see them maturing, uh, how they, they were still poised and everything like that. And, um, um, and you know, one of the quotes that I also like to tie it back to is um, your, your predecessor, Wes Williams, who actually was a student in the program and um, went on to, for many, many years, I want to say almost 10, was the coordinator for the Atlanta chapter of the HSCC um, and before retiring, that uh, made sure that the team got first place at Nationals. But um, being a student, and at that time, he wasn't doing very well um, in, in high school and with his grades and really wasn't college-minded, that type of thing. And you can listen to his interview. I'm not talking behind his back. He said this all on our show. But what I love, he said, once he got the taste of the competition and victory, uh, you know, that really set something off in him. And that is, you know, what fed into his career. And now he has his master's degree, you know, and, and how much he gave back to HSCC. So, you know, that's another thing about young people. Again, you know, we, we see it with students um, or, or athletes um, as they get groomed and they participate in a team and learn all the nuances of being on a team and then competing and, and the team having to work together and depend on each other. Um, and then that feeling when a team wins together, um, that, that whole camaraderie that's built up and almost like a, a fraternity sorority situation, um, that's what the kids get through BDPA and the HSCC program um, and all the things that you do. Um, and, and these are for um, young people who aren't necessarily the athletic type. They're more of wanting to exercise and uh, use the talents of their, their mind and their intellect. So it's, it's a great program. And, and let, me, let me poise another question, because this is also a hot topic that I see among the, the trends and conversations in Twitter and, and everywhere else. It's talk about the girls in IT. You are a, a female. You're in IT. You're, in this, uh, you're leading this program. But what are your thoughts about uh, young women? Do we have many? And, and what's your appeal to mothers and aunts out there and even dads about getting their young ladies into IT? Well, um, we are. We started the program this year with, I'm trying to think, I know we had one, two. We started the program with four girls this year. And I was really excited about it because that, I think that was probably – the most girls we'd had start in the program, and all of them came in with different interests. You know, some of them came in, and they probably already decided that they're going to take, like, a medical route in school, but, you know, they were interested in the class because they understand the importance of technology or at least as much as their parents, you know, had explained, explained to them 
we had one girl she was interested in becoming um, a graphic designer. We had another female who returned from last year, um, Maddie. Um, she was in class as well, and she is interested in being um, a coder. So, and then I'm trying to think who was the other one. Anyway, all of, it's really exciting to see young women in these coding classes. Honestly, if from my perspective, I'm still trying to figure out. I guess like not where women fit in, but I'm still waiting to see. Um, I'm trying to think of how how to word this because I'm not really sure yet. Um, they all have a different. It's not necessarily that they want to be colder. They, it's just that they understand the importance of having a skill set related to coding because they understand the importance of technology. I think it's definitely something that more people should try to encourage their daughters to be a part of because even if they don't want to be behind the scenes, there's so many, you know, doing the coding, there's so many other roles that they could own or occupy, you know, in the field of technology. It's really interesting seeing them navigate um, through class with the guys because, you know, they're they're just as smart, they're just as capable, they're more vocal, you know, sometimes. And um, I, I don't know, I think it's really interesting. But it's still something I'm kind of observing. So I don't really have a hardcore, hardcore um, I guess, percep perception on that yet or perspective on that yet, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. I, I think at a at a young age for women, uh, having uh, coming up in it uh, differently than and seeing the world differently than guys do, it's it, it's harder to get them to speak up and speak loud and and out and over talk us boys. We can be kind of boisterous and loud sometimes. Where where, where and and if we could just tone it down a little and and uh, or have the girls step up and speak a little louder, they will get recognized and their contributions will be recognized. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, nonprofits out there that that inspire women, uh, 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 women in technology, Black Girls Code, and, and not just that. Uh, and that, it goes back to what I mentioned earlier. Everything does not have to uh, uh, revolve around coding, uh, project management, communication skills, uh, and collaborating and just fostering and enabling the communication amongst those uh, people that really have those codes. Those are uh, 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 skill sets that, that women and uh, anyone that aren't as um, uh, technically savvy can bring to the uh, table, and I believe they have an opportunity to do that in, um, in, in this environment. And, and you know, I just want to to add from from my perspective, and um, and and you know, it, it is an evolving um, kind of looking at and, and dissecting it, which which you're doing, Josephine, um, and you're kind of on the the front lines with the young people that you're seeing and get to observe some of that dynamic. So that that was one of the things that I'm glad that you kind of shared with us. And then I I pull back and look at the workforce today and women in the, the workforce and hopefully giving young women a leg up on maybe some women um, in the workforce today. Because I, I am a member and have a, attended programs with women in technology who put on some great programs of the, the breakfast program. And I still find women, you know, 20 years in their career, um, still not uh, intimidated to speak up. When, you know, within, when they're sitting at the table, and, and uh, there was even a, a quote, someone did a survey of women who um, had achieved and, and gotten titles um, in their careers, uh, especially around IT, but when they were in boardrooms, they wouldn't speak up, and they were later asked uh, what was their hesitation, and a lot of them said, I'm just happy to be there. So, the, and, and women in technology, the whole uh, breakfast meeting we were having was about, you know, you're there because you deserve to be there, you work to be there, and you need to find your voice. Otherwise, you're not contributing what, you, what you've been fighting for to get to the table. You're just there sitting there kind of smiling, um, happy to be there. Well, the, the seed that we're planting with young women now is don't be intimidated. You have every right. You have good ideas. You know, speak up, speak out. 
Um, and don't be afraid of technology. Don't be afraid of the people who create the technology. And, you know, to your point, there's a lot of different roles around IT that need, uh, I, I dare say, that tender, loving finesse of a Absolutely. female <laughs> that makes up the project team. And, I, and I'm saying this, and, you know, from real-world experience, when I watch a team, have you ever seen a team of all males trying to build and, and uh, do testing and <laughs> release uh, software? I'm telling it's you. It's not pretty. <laughs> I, I, I could have used a woman on my, on my call last night, I'm telling you. Yeah, so it takes And that's that why our project manager is the – the only girl on our team is our project manager. <laughs> she has a yeah. very, a, she's very good at like connecting with everyone and keeping everyone on task and outlining what needs to be done. And people listen to her. You know, I don't know if it's just because she's a woman, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> exactly. And, and and so and that just the, that folds into the whole conversation about when we're building these project teams, you've got to have that diversity. And the fact that you it, true diversity means everybody brings their uniqueness, whatever you bring to the, to the table. So it's not about women who have to act like men to be at the table. You should be able to bring your perspective. If it's nurturing and, you know, rounding out the edges. I, I'm working with a team of uh, guides, and um, one of the issues we're working with, for them it's very black and white. And I'm always the voice that we got to look at gray because it, we're not going to sell this if we don't consider the gray. Absolutely. So that's where, you know, the different um, personalities, experiences come together. And that's, that's the thing about girls. And I love the organizations you mentioned. There's mm-hmm. Black Girls Code. Um, Women uh, Technology. Women Technology have uh, the, the Girl Coders. Um, and those are some great programs. And I even, and this is going to be a bit of a, a segue, um, that I, I even see maybe there's some collaboration or joint ventures between BDPA and some of those groups because I, I love the girls having a safe environment to uh, be nurtured and get introduced to these type of things too. But I also love the format of the BDPA HSCC because they do have to work in an environment and on a team that looks a lot like the real work environment. There's going to be some guys. There's going to be some girls. There's going to be some people who think they're the smartest, some people who um, are the smartest, but they're, you know, you're going to have introverts, extroverts. I like that roundness of the team comes together, and you mentioned it, that there's not really clicks. we got to work together for, you know, the, the end result. But I, I said this is a bit of a, a, a segue because talk about um, some of the other things that uh, you envision for Atlanta BDPA before this year is over. Well, like I briefly mentioned before um, at the beginning of the conversation, we also introduced a new program this year, and that's the Mobile Application Competition. And this program gives we have 12 students the opportunity to create a mobile app on a Droid platform for a real-world customer. So one of the initiatives that we had at Atlanta BDPA was to leverage our partnerships with other organizations that were targeting the same audience. And um, through several connections that each of us made, we were able to um, connect with AVE, which is the American Association of Black and Energy, Blacks and Energy, and their Atlanta chapter was in need of a mobile app to keep their members informed with different events that were coming up monthly and, you know, anything that was going on in relation to their chapter. And we thought it would be great, a great opportunity to allow a group of students to come together and build that mobile app for them. And in return, Abe would provide the winning team with um, scholarship money as their prize. So that is what we're doing right now. That class also takes place at Morehouse. It takes place from 9 to 12.30. And again, we have 12 students learning how to um, program using JavaScript so that they can build a that um, app on the Droid platform. We are, this is our pilot program, so we are looking to grow this into more opportunities with other aid chapters and even their national um, organization. Um, we actually have the president coming down to meet with the kids and the president of AIDS 
coming down to meet with the kids and talk more about what she envisions, envisions this opportunity becoming, you know, provided that everything goes well during our pilot, which everything is running really smoothly right now. Um, so it's really cool to see the kids grasping onto learning how to develop the mobile apps as well. Um, in addition to our MAC program, we also like to have an event at least once a year where we allow the kids from all of our programs to fellowship with each other outside of the classroom and away from the computers. And we also want to invite other kids who cannot make the commitment of being in class from, you know, 9 to 1 or 12 to 4 every Saturday for eight months out of the year. We still want to be able to engage them and expose them to STEM-related um, education and the importance of it and the value of it. So this year, uh, we usually do an annual picnic, but this year we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to have um, Josie's Fit Theme Challenge, Relay Challenge. And basically the whole idea behind this concept was to combine fun and learning um, to kids between 8th grade and 12th grade. So, you know, it's the summertime. If anybody lives in Atlanta, you know how hot it is. So I don't really know if this is a good idea or a bad idea with it being so hot. But the event may be pushed um, to inside anyway, just depending on the weather. But basically what we're going to do is have a relay challenge, and there will be 50 kids, 50 participants. There will be 10 teams of five, and um, each one of those students from the team will represent a different leg of the STEAM Relay Challenge. So for those of you who are not familiar with the STEAM acronym, S stands for science, the T stands for technology, E stands for engineering, the A stands for arts, and um, M stands for mathematics. So what we wanted to do is create a team competition that engaged kids in each one of those areas and something where it was just enough to wet their whistle and get them engaged, some type of activity where it's practical, something that they can relate back to their everyday life, and, you know, just put it in a fun atmosphere, in a fun environment. So we're going to put that on July 19th. We're still working on all, all of the details, but it will be up on atlantabdpa.org's website soon, hopefully like within the next week. But what we're also wanting to do is, this is another pilot event that we're doing, but what we would like to do is extend an invitation to other summer camps, whether they're science-related or they don't have to be science-related. We just want more youth to come and see what we're doing so we can engage more kids in, you know, these STEAM-related activities. Awesome. I love the energy. I love the creativity. Um, and, you know, that's one thing, and people with careers in IT and technology, you got to keep it moving, and you, you got to um, keep finding out what's fresh, what's new. So I love the mobile applications. That sounds like a, a, a great opportunity. And uh, who knows, some of these mobile apps, they may uh, become what's next. You know, that's why I, I go back to Generation Next. Um, so they are creating real-world applications. I love that. Um, and then also, the tell us again, it's the, I know you said it's the Fit Challenge Rally Josephine. I got that, but I, I may not have the words in the right order. So say it for us again. What is it called? It'll be BDPA Presents Josie's Fit Steam Relay Challenge. Nice. Nice. And that combines both, to me, exercising the mind and the body, a combination, and um, inviting other summer camps and groups who want to participate, want to bring a team, um, and just, again, expand your network. You know, meet some people um, in the city that you wouldn't normally meet. Uh, young people, you know, I mean, that is cool. You, you can meet some new friends and you can uh, stay connected via the social media and social uh, network and already start building your, your professional network for the future, uh, people that you can keep in touch with. But it sounds like a lot of fun. And, and you know, Josie, with your young mind and, and you're always looking out how to, to help uh, the young people. And I have one of my favorite quotes is, you've got to give to succeed. And, and we know you've definitely – of uh, given to Atlanta BDPA, to the young people, the, the HSCC competition. Um, 
And I am, believe it or not, as I look at our time, we have a, we've talked up uh, 59 minutes already. But, um, and I thank you so much, uh, Josie, for your giving of your time. Is there anything else that, from your perspective, you just want to share or call out or, or, or any shout-outs uh, that we haven't covered in our time together? Um, I just want to say thank you to all of our sponsors, um, you know, Worldwide Technology, Cox Communications, Macy's, um, Technology Expresso, you know, and there are a host of others that I'm, you know, please forgive me for leaving out, but I just really want to stress the importance of, um, you know, the fact that we're a nonprofit organization and we definitely need more volunteers and we definitely need more support in terms of financial um, support. So if anyone out there, like, you know, we – we watch the news every day. We have these conversations, you know, in the privacy of our homes or amongst friends about what we're going to do with today's youth. And, you know, we're just kind of harboring, you know, on the problem sometimes. But one thing that I really appreciate, appreciate about BDPA and other nonprofit organizations who have people who are truly committed to changing the path that, you know, a lot of our youth um, are on and creating more opportunities for them. Like we have the manpower, but we really need, you know, we can't do it without monetary support. We can't do it without volunteers who are willing to sacrifice a little bit of their time or a lot of their time. Like this is us investing in our future. So I would just really say that, you know, if you have any time, whatever your strength is, whatever you want to contribute, like we could definitely use your skill set, your talents, your gifts, your creativity, your thoughts, um, as well as your monetary um, Support. We really want to be able to expand these programs so that we can offer them to more kids. We want to be able to be more creative in how we are delivering the message to the kids. But in order to do that, we need we need resources and we need your support. So this is my plea to you know get involved. And I think that you know if you stay in touch with us via the website, you'll see what we're doing. We're constantly doing something at Atlanta BDPA. If you want to come out to the the Fit Steam Relay Challenge, I think that would be an excellent environment to come out and see what we're doing with the kids, to network with, you know, our board members and just other BDPA members about what we're doing to see how you can get involved. And it's not something you have to commit to seven days a week. If you want to, that's great. But, you know, if you only have an hour, a couple of hours to give per week to helping us expand the cause, then I would advise you to do that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And let's repeat that website for our listening audience here. That's www.atlantabdpa.org. That reaches our chapter specifically here in Atlanta, uh, you know, and Josephine is doing a great job. Yes, definitely, you got to get involved, um, uh, uh, you know, feed the future and feed yourself, feed your mind. Absolutely. And I want to say also to our listening audience, keep in mind that BDPA is a national organization. There are chapters, often multiple chapters in, in some of the, the bigger states. Um, so Atlanta BDPA, we're just the best. But um, there are other <laughs> other chapters. Everybody likes to copy us. But anyway, <laughs> if you don't agree with me, call into the show and say otherwise. But for now, <laughs> all about Atlanta. Absolutely. And, and that's basically your call out to the other chapters. Uh, call into Technology Expresso. Visit our website and give us a shout-out. Call into our number and just say, hey, we're out here. You will get recognized. And we're talking about all across the country, L.A., um, uh, Arizona, Minnesota, uh, 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 Wisconsin, Detroit, yeah. uh, uh, North and South Carolina. And Indianapolis owes us a Indianapolis, absolutely. Uh, the D.C. chapter, the Philadelphia chapter, my one of my personal favorites because yeah. I'm from Philadelphia. Shout out to Curtis and those folks up there. Uh, yes, we're everywhere. We're all over. And let's not forget our local chapter president, Mr. Derek Brown, as well. Absolutely. And he'll be joining us uh, soon on one of the future shows to highlight the, what the adult programs are. Josephine has been um, really laying out for us what we've been doing for the uh, – what, what her and her staff and, and uh, committee have been doing for the young people. And this is something I, I want our audience to understand. BDPA has been around for 36 years. The uh, 
event in Indianapolis. This is the 36th annual BDPA Technology Conference, and the theme this year is Race to Innovate, and that's why, you know, at the forefront, that's our Generation Next. Um, that starts August 5th uh, through August 10th. Uh, it's not too late to sign up and participate, but if for any reason you can't be there this year, I still encourage you become a BDPA member, become active in your local chapter, and stay tuned because we will be broadcasting during this year's conferences, bringing you updates um, and little uh, snippets and interviews with various uh, keynote speakers and presenters. So uh, you still can get a taste of the conference even if you can't make it. But it all starts with, first of all, becoming a member. Make it, it's $100 uh, to become a member, uh, and you get so much more out of it. And, yes, and that's again, an annual, that is an annual membership. That's an annual membership. And you don't have to physically be able to attend every meeting and every event. There's so much that the organization uh, offers you via the website and online programs. There's a BDPA radio show uh, that Fran McNeil hosts. Um, our, and um, shout out to, to Fran. And I also want to give you guys another uh, nugget to tune back in next week because we will be talking with the organizer of the um, BDPA conference. So you'll get to hear some of the topics, some of the speakers, uh, even some of the entertainment they have lined up. So if you want to know what's going to happen at the 36th Annual BDPA Technology Conference, join us with Pam Sexton next week. Um, we're very excited about that. But right now we're going to wrap up with Josephine. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Josephine, for joining us. And tune in with us uh, weekly at Technology Expresso uh, Cafe Radio. Check out our website, technologyexpresso.com, for our schedule. Come out and meet us. We're, this Thursday we are hanging out with technologists of color, Marcellus Hayes and and, and Kenneth Saunders and Yolanda Davis and those folks at Five Seasons Brewing Company at 1000 Marietta Street. Uh, go to uh, uh, meetup.com and type in technologists of color and find out where that is. And uh, come out and hang out with us and meet some other folks that uh, share our same passion in technology and collaboration. Absolutely. Well, Josephine, I wanted to thank you directly, and I hope that uh, you enjoyed today's show and that we can have you back. Uh, I know probably it will be post-competition so that you can brag about your, your big win, but um, we definitely, our mic is open to you anytime. Uh, bring some of the students. We love having them on the show as well. And we definitely will be interviewing and bumping into them at the conference this year. Yes, bring that project manager on the show with you. Let's give her some of the ideas for, for rallying. <laughs> I, well, me being a project, an IT project manager, I have, I have a soft spot for other project managers. We're, we're our own breed of people there. We can definitely do that. Hopefully we get to see you guys at the, the Relay Challenge as well. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be exciting. And, and, and you just give us the date and the place. We will be there with our microphones uh, covering that event. So you don't have to worry about that. You just tell us and we'll be there. And, again, uh, to our listening audience, uh, anytime you would like to be a guest on our show, just leave us a message at 855-484-6837. We can talk about your programs, your organization, or even your business, um, and we, you can promote it right here on Technology Expresso. Or you can email us at technologyexpresso at gmail.com, either way, and we can get you on the show. And, again, um, looking forward to um, other BDPA chapters being on the show. And, um, I think that's all we have for this Sunday. Yes, yes. Thanks again, Josephine. Thanks to our listening audience for joining us. And go out and have a great Sunday. Thanks again, everyone. Thank you, David. Listen, Thanks, Jacqueline. Leverage launched. Bye-bye. Thanks, Josephine.